Welcome to Under the Cardboard Box Podcast, the world's number one Metal Gear Solid podcast. I think it's the only. Uh, I'm your host, Heido Martinez, and today is August 15th, 2016. I know it's been a while since we've let out an episode, but we are back. Um, lots of stuff going on in the Metal Gear Solid world, as well as in Hideo Kojima world. Um, <clears throat> a little bit about uh, personal life here. Uh, got married, as you saw the episode, uh, episode 30. So uh, thank you for the emails that we got. Uh, I received a few of them and, and I saw them. So thank you for that. I also saw uh, a few people tweet out and, you know, say congratulations and just a bunch of cool stuff. But, you know, thank you guys for that. Um, so we haven't done an episode in a while, but uh, we are back. We're trying to get everything situated, uh, you know, with the move and uh, lots going on, uh, personal life. Like if you did see episode, I believe 29, uh, I did talk about my wife, um, and, uh, her battle of cancer. So that is still happening today. Uh, but I'm back and we are going to give you more news, more content, uh, just like we promised on Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, uh, or following us, uh, you could follow us at UCB Podcast, and there we can post more more frequent updates. And you know we're retweeting stuff and interacting with you guys a lot better. So thank you for uh, being there and being those uh, special fans that we know we have out there, the ones that are listening. Uh, we thank you for that, um, and thank you for supporting us on Patreon as well. Um, we're still trying to grow uh, the best way that we can, you know. And life mishaps happen all the time, and. It stops us from, you know, creating our goals and, and achieving them. But we're looking forward to the future and what we can do next in the UCB world. So I hope you guys have been doing well. Um, I've been playing a lot of Metal Gear online. Uh, I just got my PlayStation Network. Um, I haven't played it on PlayStation yet. I did, res- I did get it for uh, PlayStation when it came out. I wanted to get it for both systems. Uh, I've uh, primarily been using it on the Xbox One, but I wanted to try out the competition on PlayStation. So it's actually been really well. Uh, some of you guys have uh, um, requested me to uh, play with you. Uh, I've, I, I saw a lot of people requesting me, and I was just like, hmm, you know, it's time to get in there and, and play with the fans. Because uh, I know most of you are on PlayStation instead of Xbox One. So I got in there. And I was with one of you guys, uh, I believe your name was uh, uh, KCIO, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, KCIO, but uh, man, that was a great game, uh, we had a lot of fun, um, you know, thank you for listening, you know, you, you did say you were, you're a big fan, so I thank you for, for listening, um, and we will be having that uh, periodically, I'm trying to make it a weekly thing like we were with uh, Twitch TV, but I'm just trying to integrate it with a PlayStation, I don't have a capture card uh or or like a move system or something for the playstation so that i can kind of capture uh what's going on in uh playstation so you guys can see my face if you don't want to see my ugly mug then you know just let me know (laughs) but uh what i'm trying to do is is do that for playstation instead of uh, xbox one i'll still try to do it for uh xbox but um eventually i'll expand it and get the capture card and everything so and uh, we can move forward with that. But it was a fun game. Uh, we were down in, by, I think, like 10 points. And man, uh, one of us in the team, uh, from my team, 
we uh we were killing everyone but i was just like man we really have to fulton like in order for us to win this game we have to fulton someone and lo and behold uh like i think like 20 seconds left in the match 25 uh we got in there and one of my teammates just fulton someone with like 10 uh kills 10 bounties on his head and man we won the game and it was it was fantastic i think that that was one of the best uh comebacks i've I've done in Metal Gear, uh, not personally me, but like my teammates. Uh, so that did feel good. Um, you know, I miss that about Metal Gear, uh, the, the comebacks and and the stuff that makes Metal Gear great. You know, a lot of people don't play this game and I know they don't. Um, you know, looking at the stat reports um, right now and not many people are playing online, you know, uh, which is OK. You know, it keeps Metal Gear humble. Uh, but don't forget, guys, that you know, just a few short years ago, Metal Gear was the cream of the crop. You know, everybody was playing Metal Gear Solid and everyone was tuning in and playing. But now it seems like that uh, the shift has focused, has turned into uh, another space, you know, more fast, twitchy shooting, um, first person view games, uh, you know, which is fine. And and I think that that's great. Uh, it's just, you know, I miss those old days where we used to just get in and you know, have have the time to get together and just play some Metal Gear Online. Um, I think this is a fantastic game, and the online features are very underrated. They have so much to offer, and I think all the people that play in it are diehard fans. You know, we can't say that, you know, it's just a casual player and stuff, but I think the people that are still playing today, um, August, um, which is about to be a year that this game has been out in September, um, so... I think those fans are the ones that, you know, are diehard Metal Gear Solid fans uh, like you and me, the ones listening to this podcast. So I thank you. Um, lots of news. Uh, so I'm going to get through them as much as I can. Uh, you know, there's, I think, like three pages worth of news. And remember, uh, I get my Metal Gear news from MetalGearInformer.com. You can go visit them. Uh, they have great stuff going on there right now. They're running a poll for the favorite opening cinematic in Metal Gear in a Metal Gear Solid game. I'm gonna mention that in the news section, um, which is uh, <laughs> I, I I wasn't surprised by the results. Um, also, there I'm gonna go over the nukes. Uh, and the last update was August 10th, so I'm gonna go over each console uh, who has um, the nukes. So if you didn't know, these are the nukes that have. Um, uh, that are being developed by uh, you guys, and they're updating us on the counts of zero. So the more they, the more nukes you have, um, I guess the worse it is until you get that secret ending um, where you have zero nukes in your console. So uh, I'll read that right after this. The CB News. All right, so I'm going to start off by reading to you the polls in metalgearinformer.com you can find this on their website they usually put up weekly monthly polls uh asking different things on the metal gear lore this poll is your favorite opening cinematic in a metal gear solid universe um i'm going to start off with the last percent so with 2% is the metal gear solid peace walker snake arrives on the beach of the barranquilla coast it has 2 percent all right and the next one is metal gear solid 4 snake rides the truck into the middle middle eastern war zone that has seven percent 
uh, MGS1. Snake approaches Shadow Moses by one man SDV that has 10%, which I'm surprised that that, that does. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zero is a single shot as Snake climbs the cliff in Cuba. That has 13%. Uh, the next one is MGS2 Snake jumps off the Verrazano Bridge and onto the tanker, uh, 19%. All right, and the next one is MGS Five: The Phantom Pain. Snake wakes up in a Cyprus, uh, in a Cyprus after a nine-year coma. Twenty-three percent, and with twenty-six percent is my favorite opening, which is MGS Three: Snake makes the first, the world's first Halo jump. Um, I think that was one of the best uh, cinematic openings. I think that the way it was done was very James Bond-esque. Um, yeah, it was it was real fun. The nukes. Nukes, uh, last reported by Konami, August 10th, is uh, PS4 with 1,533, PS3 with 589, Xbox One with 301, uh, Xbox 360 with 197, and Steam with 7,633. Looks like that Steam is winning that race, uh, rather losing. So remember, I said that the less you have, the better in your console. Um, the, the numbers are iffy here, though, because PlayStation 4 obviously has the most copies of Metal Gear Solid 5: The Phantom Pain. With Steam, there's a lot of copies that were probably hacked or, you know, uh, torrented. So there's going to be a lot of those. Um, I suspect, you know, most of those are the ones that got hacked. Um, and then there has been a lot of sales, so uh, Steam sales, I know. Um, and I think right now you can get for all three, actually all four consoles, you can get it uh, at a discounted rate. I think it's $19.99, uh, Metagross Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. So go check it out on your local retailers. So Xbox One uh, and Xbox 360 have the lease. Why? Because I don't think there's much people playing it on those consoles either way. So there's not much of a high high counts for those so there you go all right hidotube episode 5 kojima and yano's favorite movies of the first half of 2016 so hidotube episode 5 was episode 5 was released on youtube in this episode hideo kojima and kenji yano discussed their favorite movies of the first half of 2016 at the beginning of the video they also give a short recap of what kojima has been up to the past few months he's been attending develop uh, the developed Brinton and Comic-Con, and towards the end of Kojima mentions he is getting busier. After showing off Death Stranding, the studio has had a lot of applications of people who like to work there, and they've been doing many job interviews. However, they're still looking for talented people to apply. You can check out the video below. It's entertaining to watch. Uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash Kojima Productions uh, or HideoTube. So check it out. It was a fun episode. Um, they, they have the English subtitles, which is great because uh, the first few times uh, they didn't have any and they just let it out like that. But I think people caught on or Kojima caught on that only <laughs> most of your audience are English speakers. So uh, the next one is Kojima getting author names in front is not in line with the marketing mentality. Last month, Hideo Kojima was named development legend at this year's Develop Awards. In an interview with De Develop Online, he talked about his career and about building his new team. Kojima worked on Metal Gear franchise for nearly 30 years before leaving Konami in December. 
One thing that kept the series interesting for all this time is the fact that it was consistently evolving. He says, quote, Even when working with the same IP, every time I made a new game, I tried to bring in new elements, new ideas. Despite the Metal Gear games all being in the same series, I was always trying to try new things and to deliver something new. So our approach hasn't changed that much, end quote. The past half year, Kojima has been building his new team, and he has said earlier he wants to keep it somewhat small. He says, quote, the team, the teams I originally worked with for Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 were very small. For MGS3, we tried to implement a somewhat westernized line of production, and we had mixed results. Maybe the Metal Gear Solid 5 team got a little too big. This time, I wanted to create something that felt a little more handcrafted in that regard. It was a conscious choice I made to go back to smaller teams and quotes. Uh, here you also see some images of Kojima Productions, uh, how they were going to be at first, uh, the logo, uh, some sketches, and he talks a little bit about how the companies feel uh, rather military, and if you have a big building, you go to higher command in their big meeting rooms, and they give you orders on how to do things, etc., etc. So I don't think he wants that, to create a AAA space game. And as you know now, you know uh, there's a game that came out called No Man's Sky, which was made by Sean Murray and like a group of... I don't know. I don't know. I think he had like four people make this game. And it's a very ambitious, huge AAA game for uh, exclusively on PlayStation and PC. So and that game was made by four people. So uh, it's been getting mixed reviews uh, from what I've seen here on Metacritic and on IGN and stuff. But um, nonetheless, still a very ambitious game that can be made with uh, those kind of people. So uh I think the space of creating smaller teams and, and making big games has been kind of the thing of 2015, 2016. Uh, the rise of the indie games, I like to call it, where, you know, you make a small team, you have a small team, and uh, that studio makes these, these great, huge games that can be considered AAA. Um, and I think that that's the approach that Kojima is trying to go for here. So um, the Kodak conversation is about the patchy slot and pachinko machines. So I'm going to save that news for later. Okay. So the next one is watch Robert Peeler of Konami play MGS five ground zero with crimson Fox of metal gear informer. So this is definitely uh, a, a cool thing, you know, metal gear informer, as you know, where's where we get our news from. And on Wednesday, August 3rd, Carlos, AKA crimson Fox, who, you know, as a moderator on metal gear informer, and who also attends the the Phantom Pain Bootcamp and MGO event, will be joining Konami Community Manager Robert Peeler on a Konami livestream to play some Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zero's side ops. During the stream, you'll be able to share your strategies and thoughts on the game's missions, design, and characters. So that is going to be... Uh, I think it already passed, though. So uh, you could go check it out on Twitch TV, actually. If you go to uh, MetalGearInformer.com and click on the link, you could actually... They actually have the link um posted right there and you could just start watching it from there um and it's it's on demand from there so perfect so the next update have your fob staff wear swimsuits with new mgs5 update to celebrate the summer kunami is adding a swimwear uniform to metagur solid 5 the phantom pain that can be equipped by fob staff you will have to develop the item first after you've obtained them and as an event point reward from the official website this is what they said. They said, quote, show off those beach bods. Swimmer uniforms now available for FOB staff. Perfect for summer 
FOB fun. Your FOB staff can now wear new uniforms swimwear. In addition to your security guards, you yourself can also dress down when infiltrating enemy FOBs. Look forward to a variety of designs as future events uh, FOB rewards. Find a stylish look, uh, look that suits you and show any, all, any and all trespassers there's no lifeguard at this party. Uh, end quote. That is very corny, but they are doing something for the summer, which is cool. Um, they look like they're half naked. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Here you can see some images. Um, I don't think they add any special things. Like you can't do anything special, like run faster or whatever. Uh, but I do say you will get a much better breeze uh, while playing as a swimsuit. Next news is Metagross Series lifetime sales have surpassed 49.2 million. Konami has announced in their latest financial results that the Metal Gear series has now surpassed 49.2 million copies in worldwide lifetime sales as of March 2016. In the Patchy Slot and Pachinko Machine business, we intend to release new Patchy Slot machines, Sven Sevens Beat, in collaboration with Beatmania, a music genre game from the Konami Group, and Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater which was derived from the ultra-large-scale video game title Metal Gear Series surpassed 49.2 million copies sold worldwide at the end of March 2016. This is the first model loaded into the next-generation cabinet, Big Boss, featuring the industry-first full HD Surface 32-inch LCD and equipped with a 124-gigabyte large-capacity ROM for the LCD, end quote. Uh, I guess they were talking about their Panchico slots there. Uh... This means the series has done quite well in the past year. At the end of March of 2015, sales were at 41.2 million, meaning an increase of 8 million since then. This can probably be largely attributed to the success of Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Um, yeah, absolutely. The Phantom Pain sold really, really well. Um, it got great reviews, so I wouldn't see why not. Uh, it was 10 across the board from uh, certain outlets. So, hey, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't see why not. This is a great thing. Just know that Kojima will not see a penny of that. So, anyway, Metal Gear Solid 5 Definitive Edition listed by retailers. A Metal Gear Solid 5 Definitive Edition has appeared on several online shops, including Amazon Japan and netgames.de. While Amazon has already removed the listing, the latter still has it on their site. The release date is October 30th, though this may of course be just a placeholder. If this is indeed a real thing, it will probably be a bundle of Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain, as well as the separately released costumes and DLC. For now, we will have to wait for the official confirmation by Konami. Um, I don't see why not. You know, when Ground Zeroes came out and then they announced that um, the Phantom Pain will be out um, uh, later that, uh, you know, later in development time, uh, which was September of last year, I said to myself, hmm, this is uh, very weird, but I think maybe they're trying to make money. But I wouldn't see why not. Why wouldn't they have a bundled Metal Gear Solid Five and Ground Zeroes? Maybe even in the same game. So, like, let's say, oh no, you you know, you end in Ground Zeroes, and immediately after, you don't have to switch discs or title screen. Uh, you just go into the Phantom Pain. I think that that would be a lot smarter. It'll for any newcomers to the series, or if you haven't played the Phantom Pain yet or Ground Zeroes, this would be a great time to, um, to get into this. Um, if it is true, uh, we would just have to wait and see until, uh, you know, Konami announces it. So, uh, let's see here. 
So a closer look at various Luden's toys. Um, this is a little pointless to talk about on a podcast, but you can still go to MetalGearInformer.com to check it out. It's just a statue of uh, Luden's, and it's uh, it's a toy. You know, it's pretty much a spaceman skull person thing. Um, what I'm really excited about, though, is check out the Kojima Productions logo animation. Now, this looks fantastic. So uh, you ever seen like those title screens before anything like Sega or Konami? Or uh, Ubisoft, it does the little animation stuff. So uh, Kojima's production animation is uh, a very <laughs> Metal Gear Kojima-esque kind of uh, animation. It's, it's about, uh, let's see, it's about 36 seconds long. And I'm playing it right now. So I'm looking at it. It starts off by the ground. There's lights. Uh, you can see his foot coming in, which is the Ludens, the spaceman uh, that you see here. And... He has a staff with him. There's like a big wind that's passing by. And that wind turns out to be a whale. <laughs> um, he turns on his visors. And then it goes into a kind of like a hollow lens kind of looking thing. Then he puts the staff down like Apollo. And you see the Kojima Productions logo. And then as a whale slams down on the ground and water comes out. And then it finishes with the Kojima Productions logo fade to black. Um... That was pretty cool. You know, if that's how all the games are going to start, and that's a that's a great way to start. You know, this literally has nothing to do with the new game that he's making, uh, Death Stranding, but um, let alone, this is uh, still pretty cool. During his Comic-Con San Diego talk, Kojima has shown off the logo animation for his new studio. The 36-second movie shows Ludens walking on what seems to be some kind of a moon or planet and planting a futuristic flag in the dirt as a holographic-looking whale jumps breaches in the ground everything was made by the team at kojima productions um it's pretty cool man it looks like they're really going in on this um on this production it's really cool so watch kojima the next news is watch kojima's comic-con talk with jeff Keeley live something new may be shown uh here you can see some of the stuff um they were tweeting out we recommend to uh, to watch as we might show something new which was the animation, obviously. So here's the next thing that came out of Comic-Con. In an interview with Sky News, Kojima talked about his gaming influences, VR, movies, and his goals when making games. 30 years ago, when he got into the industry, gaming technology was a lot less advanced and games were more simplistic in terms of characters and story. He said, quote, I don't think any of my games as dark. I'm trying to make them more realistic. When I started making games 30 years ago, they were far from realistic. Characters had no background. There was no real story to them. So I made it my mission to depict these elements of the story. I didn't want any of my characters to be lines of code. I wanted them to be people, living organic things. I also wanted to convey the struggles that these characters have been through. Some of these difficult backgrounds they have had. So if so I see this as not adding dark elements to the game, but rather adding depth. Um, that's really cool, you know. Uh, he goes on about his love for films and Super Mario Bros. And a lot of games that influenced it. If you want to check it out, you can go to Sky News slash Hidokujima on his gaming influences on YouTube. Uh, if you guys want to check out more. So, <clears throat> this is an interesting one. Konima so Konami Social media manager responds to fan concerns on reddit konami social media manager benjamin keeney addressed some concerns by fans regarding the future of the series and company as a whole 
as well as addressing the backlash caused by Kojima's departure and the recently announced Metal Gear Patchy Slot franchise. Uh, machine, sorry. He says, first in a Reddit thread about the future of Metal Gear subreddit in a light of recent events, he posted the following. Hello, Ben via Konami Social Verified, etc., uh, etc., et a bunch of Reddit stuff that I don't understand. I just want to jump in and say two things. A, there is a great community, unique content, and variety fantastic people on the sub. We respect that you are, are uh, that you are slash get salty about the way things have gone at points. It goes with the territory, but we still love and respect this community. Things have not always gone as smooth as we would like, but we are always doing our best to assemble your views, good, bad, and ugly, and present them. B, the above post is a great discussion starter. Uh, Robert Peeler and I will continue to read your thoughts and feedback as ha- as has been publicly said, Konami is committed to the MGS franchise and not just of examples of niche products. Robert is an active advocate for the brand and does a great job representing you at the table when and when there are discussions. Furthermore, responding to someone who stated that he has no hope for the future of Metal Gear series and other Konami franchises. He says, quote, within the industry, many projects are slow burns, slow starts, or even none starts. While I understand your frustrations, desires, as long-time Castlevania fan, I totally want more. After uh, Lords of Shadows 2, Konami needs to take the time necessary to review the IP and find a good fit. Metal Gear is important to a lot of people. Here, and as has been stated publicly, will be supported in the future in a console market. It can be hard as fans one day. I hope we may earn you back and surprise you. Hope that helps and does not sting. Said, and then also continues saying, someone also suggested that Ben would hold an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit where users can ask uh, questions to a specific person to which he responded that there are always restrictions to what a community manager can say. He says, working in a social PR marketing is fine balance. We want to interact, but we also cannot run around spoiling secrets or game announcements willy-nilly. This is not even Konami. That is the industry as a whole. There are always going to be legal contract ETC uh, restrictions on what an employee anywhere can say. That is just life. But I have worked in and around the industry a fair amount of time. So we would provide some insight in the industry, maybe. Specifically talking about Metal Gear Patchy Slot Machine, he had the following to say. He said, hello. In an interest of our continued efforts to be more involved with you, all there are a few things you should know and understand about this. A, these products license take years of approval development on their own. B, this product is local to Japan. C, this product does not impact the video game console development cycle, which also take e- takes years. If any of you know anyone who has access to IDG or Super Data, there are some great, very recent reports on the entire console market and dev cycle. D, hey. Seriously, these graphics look great, and we social PR report actively your ex- uh, actively to your express interest in remakes and updates. There are some seriously scary, dangerous comments on here on YouTube and on Metal Gear Informer. Just in case, while there is plenty to be mad about, if you are considering yourself considering self harm or other harm, there are other people who can help you. We love your passion, but don't hurt yourself or others over a trailer. Answering some questions on an HD collection for PS4, adding co-op to MGS5 and the future in general. He says, E, first party like 
MS and like Microsoft and Sony are doing a lot of work to make games easier to port. So you never know there. Sometimes, like Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night, the approvals and turnaround was very quick because we had direct support from Microsoft. This applies to all retro titles and something that many publishers are looking at it. It is also one of the reasons you see Microsoft moving forward with their super compatible business model they announced at E3. F. Co-op game play is often requested and many of us enjoyed Peace Walker, so that feature has been noted and reported as a suggestion for future content. Ha. Well, next year is the 30th anniversary. My crystal ball is broken, but I will go shake the 8-ball and get back to you. Uh, 8-ball said future unclear, check back in a few months. Uh, And then about Konami's commitment to the AAA space and development. Hello, bit of a broken record here, but Konami has already, already stated numerous times we are committed to AAA titles and games. This journalism uh, slash off-the-cut interview is not typically how many company would announce a new title or discuss internal projects or plans. But it got you all to click and read and get real, riled up and me to respond, so that is a thing. We are at E3 talking about PES and Fox. Uh, because that is literally where we where we were no comment. We're, I'm sorry. That is literally why we're well. That is definitely a typo. So I'm gonna continue. No comment just means exactly that. Um, also has been noted elsewhere. Other branded products and projects are just that. Other divisions and have often been in production for development for for years on their own with long-standing history and their own teams. And about Kojima. Within our posts, tweets, and social content, we have only respect for the work and legacy of Metal Gear and Kojima-san. Our thank you to him on launch day via Twitter has one of the highest engagements we have seen. The community and the frustrations and the frustrations are not something we take lightly. We all have friends and colleagues who work on MGS. Some of us in the credits, we have our pride as well. We love our fans, the art, the passion, the good and the bad um i think that that has been that was uh well said by him um you know benjamin keeney is is a longtime veteran and he's been in this uh in this space for a long time you know so i just think that they're handling it somewhat well um there's certain things that i don't agree with which i will talk about on the coda conversation and I think that that's a good transition into the next one. I'm going to le- read, leave you off with uh, this last piece of news, which is the new volume of Metal Gear Online Designer Notes gives hints on how to acquire MGO titles. So, Konami posted said, It's been a while since the last one, but today the developers have posted another Designer Notes, this volume number 23. It is titled Sans Tutelis Franca? MGO title hints. And as the title suggests, it focuses on titles you can obtain in Metal Gear Online and gives you some hints in how to acquire them. Hello and welcome back to Designer Notes Volume 23. Today we'll be going over key player inquiries on MGO titles, but before we begin, let's discuss some immediate community updates. They say, bullet point one, with the help of player reports, we've been able to identify scores throughout the MGO leaderboard that can only be achieved through malicious player activity. We are fully investigating the battle records, resetting the scores, and removing offending players from the leaderboards. As mentioned via the official Metal Gear Online Twitter, in order to combat players who, ex- who exit mid-match, we've also implemented a rank point penalty decrease. 
for auto match and survival missions. Players who exit slash abandon a match after the briefing screen will receive a decrease in rank points. If your rank score decreases, it will be displayed in the next result in the next result screen. Uh, guys, don't quit out of the match. If you can't play, then uh, you know, make time to play and stay in the game. We appreciate the continued report of malicious activity and unfair practices. We've recently updated the URL and the navigation of our reporting form. MGS5 official site uh, FAQ and inquiries. Bottom of the page, select no, select malicious act department and fill out this and submit our form. If you have any video or screenshot evidence, please be sure to include that in your report. Since their implementation, many players have been working diligently to identify the criteria required to acquire Metal Gear online titles. Despite player efforts for the hardest to achieve titles, the, acquis the acquisition rates remain below 1%. In order to help players get even the most challenging titles, we've created these handing hints. Um, one of the key parameters used to obtain these titles can be best described as the neutralization rate. Neutralization rate is calculated by the following formula. Uh, percentage of kills plus percentage of stuns plus Fultons plus devs plus time stun plus times Fulton neutralized equals neutralization rate. This way, even if the player does not die much during in the match, if they are stunned or Fulton often, the rate will be reduced. Um, you can go online on metagearinformer.com or to their website, ikunami.com, and you can check out these awesome tools. So I'm going to read the first three. So to obtain the Foxhound title, in description, it says Legendary Soldier. Hint, title granted to those who have achieved legendary results and win rate. The neutralization rate plus uh, the neutralization rate number of Fulton bounty points, number of captured comms, links, number of stolen data disks, and number of Fulton miss missiles in all missions. Um, the next one is Fox, and to obtain that one, in the description it says, you are the ultimate soldier, and it says, hint, title granted to those who have achieved fantastic results in win rate neutralization rate, number of Fulton bounty points, number of captured comms links, number of stolen data disks, and number of Fulton missiles in all missions. Uh, Doberman, which is a uh, one that um, one of our friends got a long time ago in MGS3. Um, it says, you are an elite soldier. Hint, title granted to those who have achieved great results in win rate and neutralization rate. Number of Fulton bounty points, number of captured comm links, number of stolen data disks, and number of Fulton missiles in all missions. Uh, so check those out. And I'll put the description, the link in the description below of this podcast so you can check it out yourselves if you are one of those that are hunting for those uh, really hard to reach um, titles. So without further ado, the Codec Conversation. The Codec Conversation. All right. So like I promised you guys, we're going to be talking a little bit about the patchy slots. And all that the community manager has talked about. Um, it was very interesting, the stuff that he was saying. If you read closely into what he was saying, he was saying that the franchise isn't over yet. Um, you know, I did like some of the stuff he was saying. I did enjoy that, you know, he was at least, at least saying that, look, it's not dead yet. 
you know, if there's any indication that we are still alive is that, you know, we have you fans to thank. Um, he did mention some things that were very serious where, and I'm pretty sure as most of you guys are just being extremely dramatic, but he did mention <clears throat> some of you guys ending your life. Um, I was looking at the YouTube comments and at the Metal Gear comments saying that if this comes out, they're going to kill themselves. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Um, that's not necessary, guys. At the end of the day, this is a video game and a video game is not worth losing your life over. Um, I understand you guys are passionate fans. I'm a passionate fan. And to be honest, I am not happy with the uh, Punchinko machines coming out. But um, let alone, he did clear up some things that, uh, you know, I think us fans were worried about. Let me just make it clear. Don't end your life. Uh, it's ridiculous that you have to even uh, comment on something like that and talk about people who actually go through this on an everyday level. And you're here joking around seeing it on a YouTube comment. Either way, <clears throat> we've been seeing a lot of developments and things that Konami are trying to get back, right? Uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking about how, you know, Konami is doing everything and anything that they can to, um, to win the fans back. You know, that was a previous episode that I was saying that they're trying everything, you know, they're, they're contacting people, they're retweeting everything. Um, I've been following Konami on Twitter for a long time and never have I seen them, uh, really interact with fans in this way. Um, you know, they're seeking out these, uh, Metal Gear outlets where like Metal Gear Informer, uh, they seek us out as well. Um, you know, it's not saying that we are in cahoots with them as well, but you know, they are seeking to people like us, you know, very small time podcast, right? Yet they're still seeking out to us, uh, following us on Twitter and retweeting the stuff that we're saying because they know that there's still some hardcore fans out there. Um, I look at it like this, you know, Hideo Kojima is my favorite developer. He is uh, my favorite producer, etc. Um, and I think that there was a lot of people involved in the making of Metal Gear. And he did. And his name is plastered everywhere in any single game that you play, right? Um, and that's for a reason. It's the branding. It's the Hideo Kojima name. And I'm pretty sure that if you didn't know, if his name wasn't plastered everywhere in the titles and every, everywhere, uh, he wouldn't have such massive success. And well, not that, but only you wouldn't know him as well, right? You'd only know him as a Japanese developer. But the reason why is because he puts his name out there. You know, he creates his own image. Hideo Kojima is his own image. He's his own boss. He's his own creator. Um, you know, he has so many years of experience and and so much stuff that he has done for the gaming community, right? And his games are phenomenal. Now, I've seen many games succeed and fail uh, due to lack of, of course, money and and retail space or etc. Right? So resources. Um, you know, I I'm looking into the brighter side of things. Metal Gear Solid is not over, right? In the sense that Konami is still making it. Now, it's up to you if you feel that you wouldn't want that, right? You won't like it. Uh, you probably will not enjoy it because it's not Hideo Kojima, right? Um, and that does have a track record. You know, I look at the games that wasn't made by Kojima under the Metal Gear realm, and they, frankly, they weren't that good. You know, these spinoffs weren't as good. 
Um, usually all the games that he's made, they're all canon, right? But the ones that weren't canon and were, you know, just uh, made by other developers or, you know, other companies, um, they're not as good. <clears throat> that does worry me. But like he mentioned in the article here, there's still a lot of people that worked on Metal Gear um, throughout the years that are still in Konami right now. Right. Uh, despite the fact of him leaving and him taking some of the people that worked on Metal Gear with him for all these years, I still believe that there are people there that were pivotal and crucial people to the Metal Gear lore and the making of Metal Gear who are still in Konami and can still have a sense of, you know what, um, we're going to actually do this. Um, also, let's not forget that we are in this shift now, right, where, you know, us the fans, we can get jobs there as well. Now, imagine how many people, like he said, are fans of Metal Gear who wouldn't want the best for Metal Gear, right? Uh, I look at it like this. I've been looking at a lot of stuff that has been coming out uh, as of lately, and it seems to be that what's old is new. Um, for example, uh, lots of stuff like I grew up watching Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and stuff, and a lot of that stuff is like coming back. If you haven't noticed, look at the media. Look at where it's shifting to. A lot of the stuff that has been, uh, you know, that hasn't been out in over like 20 years are coming out again. You know, they had an all that reunion from Nickelodeon. Um, uh, Brian Altano from IGN just uh, finished doing some, uh, this, this game show called Double Dare 2000. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was an old game show and with slime and all that and stuff. And it's coming back. These things are coming back. And I was wondering why are they coming back now? But then I thought of it. The kids that used to watch that back then, they're grown up now and they can actually land those jobs working at Nickelodeon, working at Konami, working in, diff in these different places. And those people are the true fans. They're not these old souls where, you know, they're, uh, <clears throat> their ideas are only about making money and they're not worried about the fans, etc. right? We are the fans and we're the ones saying, hey, you know, I want to make this. So these people are landing these jobs, right? These, uh, these people that, that were watching this and fans for a long time and now they're in the hot seat and they have the opportunity to make this. So it excites me. In a way, because I think of it as myself, you know, if I were in, in a, as I, if I was a developer, not saying that I am or that I'll do any good at it, but if I did study that and I did uh, actually, you know, want to pursue that, um, I would like to be, make the best Metal Gear game I could ever do, right? I could ever make. Why? Because I'm a fan. And at the end of the day, like, like he said, he's a fan and he would love to see something like that happen. Um, something that I've been speculating uh, for a long time, too, is adding the co-op to MGS5. You know, he did say that that's something that is actually in, you know, not in development. He didn't say that. He said that that's actually something that he's been, you know, kind of luring to. Uh, he did joke around about the 30th anniversary and his crystal ball. You know, I think that that's just a, a hinted way of saying, hey, maybe this actually can happen. Um, if that does happen, you know, then I think they are listening to the fans. Um, the AAA space is, is very, very weird right now because like I was mentioning before, the indies and this and stuff, you don't know what's considered AAA, what's not, um, you know, usually if you have a big budget, big, um, publisher behind you, like EA, Activision, etc., you know, you're considered, uh, AAA. Um, but some of these games are coming out, like I think of a game like 
uh, Inside, a uh, fantastic game. It's not really considered AAA. It's made by, you know, uh, not a, not such a big a big team. Uh, I think it's Play Dead. And, <clears throat> you know, it made AAA money, I'm pretty sure, you know, and it got the, the attention that AAA games would. Um, of course, it can't sell, like, Call of Duty or, you know, something like that, or FIFA or, or you know, these games that sell a plethora of money. Um, but it's very weird, you know, and they did say, uh, you know, that AAA games are still in development. You know, he was talking about that these games take a long time for developments and the Pachinko machines, right? These are, he said, these are only local to Japan, which means that they're not coming out anywhere in the States, at least probably not. Um, and that it does not halt production on any further uh projects that they're working on you know so and he's right you know some projects are slow burners they're slow starts and he understands their frustrations you know and he mentions that he's a longtime Castlevania fan as I am too you know and Lords of Shadows too I I, I I talked about finishing it not too long ago and you know it wasn't the best game ever you know it was not a good game and you know those are those are some things that need to uh need to get fixed you know um <clears throat> i do understand that there's a lot of stuff that goes into development and and money wise and production you know and and i know that konami is shifting focus on on what they're going to do but this gives me a little bit of hope uh one for this podcast you know because without metal gear we wouldn't be doing anything but also for the fans and for myself you know i think that I'd still love to play another Metal Gear, regardless if uh, it's made by Kojima or not. I'm actually even more intrigued as to how the heck they can make a Metal Gear without him uh, or a canon Metal Gear without him. Um, you know, it interests me more. Why? Because think about it. The person that's making this has to set a bar, right? He has to set the Hideo Kojima benchmark, right? Everyone knows what kind of quality games he makes, right? And with this Fox engine... Uh, that he developed, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. <clears throat> but in retrospect, you know, you also have to say, you know, I don't have the same brain, <laughs> obviously, as Hideo Kojima, but I would like to make a game that's that's at least better or at least in the same space as uh, his creation. Now, I'm not too excited about the Pachinko machine. Sure, it has amazing graphics. It looks fantastic in this, but Man, that joint is whack. <laughs> and I'm going to be super honest, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan as well. You know, I'm not commenting on the space, or, you know, on YouTube and, and hitting that dislike button. But I am frustrated at the fact that they're just, they're really like, they know, Konami knows that this is going to be like a huge dent in what they're trying to do, like rebuild and and re re acclimate themselves with the fans you know to go back to how kunami was uh back then you know where they were they were the 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 place to make games you know where castlevania and metal gear and all these awesome games that came out of him but you know now it's like they're trying to play catch up right and i was mentioning a couple of months ago how they're trying their best and everything and now when they released that pachinko machine thing it's like Man, you just took so many steps back. You came back to that December uh, Game Award show where Jeff Keighley uh, was talking about Hideo Kojima and how Konami um, restrained him from coming to 
the game awards. So I think you're back to that. They're trying, I know, but this is definitely not a way to do it if they're trying to do that, you know. But <clears throat> nonetheless, I am excited for the future. There are going to be a few things that are going to change, obviously, because it's not Hideo Kojima. I'm looking forward to his to Hideo Kojima's new game. But in terms of Metal Gear, there are still some cool things that are happening. You know, um, he did mention uh, remakes and HD collections uh, for PS4 and etc. Adding co-op and in the future. So if they do do stuff like that, it'll be it'll be really cool. You know, to add stuff that's that's meaningful to the game and keeps the game living uh, living on. You know, uh, I think. Konami, or rather Kojima, has a history of of taking out his games early. You know, like think about it. None of the old Metal Gear games are live. You know, uh, where you can play them right now. Um, like I'm saying, in the online space. You know, um, so that's uh, that's so weird. You know, like why would you do that? But you know, that's that's him. That's his decision. So hopefully, this can live on for a long time. I, I think it will. You know, and I think it's still making people money. Uh, Konami, they just had a sale, and hey, you know they they have a few things to to say, and this is the start of it. But in my opinion, let go of the pachinko machines. Don't do that. Um, I know you said that uh, the community manager said that you know it doesn't affect the production of AAA games and etc. in future Metal Gear iterations, but I think that if you do want to win the fans back, you do it in fashion and in style and with a bang. You come out and you say, hey, forget about the pachinko machines. We can tell that you guys don't like it. We're here to service you guys as fans. Um, but this is what we're going to make. Instead of this coming out for pachinko machines, let it out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, whatever. You know, make it so that it's playable across the world, you know, and not just Japan in a, in a machine, in a slot machine. Um, video games, in my opinion, weren't meant for slot machines in my opinion i think that they are best you know sitting on the couch on a, in front of a tv uh of course that's uh, my opinion but i i think that if they come out and straight up say that um you know they could win some fans back and i'm pretty sure that in a few years you know people will forget about it and they'll just continue like wow you remember that time when kojima and konami and this I'm pretty sure people will forget about that, and I hope they do. Um, and I hope that we are living in a space where there's still Metal Gear is coming out. But um, nonetheless, I do wish everyone um, in Konami the best. And there's certain people I know that are in Konami who aren't the best people. And to those people, I say, fix yourselves. Um, you know, that article, I still reminisce to that article where... You know, they were treating their employees as, you know, just the worst employees ever and just doing a bunch of stuff. I think those people aren't the ones that are tweeting us back and, um, you know, on, the, in, on Twitter and, and talking to us. You know, I think those are the big wigs. And those guys, they're probably uh, old men who are just miserable, who've been in this industry for more than 30 years, who are just miserable and are stuck in their lives. And I think to those, I think, that those guys are the ones we should blame and not the people that are surrounding everyone in Konami. Because like I said it before, not everyone in Konami is a bad guy. And I am pretty sure that um, 
those people that are reaching out to us, like this this guy on Reddit and and Brian and everyone, the community manager, I think that they've been doing a great job as to keeping us afloat, uh, <clears throat> afloat and trying to reconcile with everyone. You know, they have a hard job, and that is to tackle between two uh, entities, which is their bosses and us. And obviously, we're not easy. And reading as to some of the things that they've done, their bosses are not easy as well. So, uh, you know, let's cut them, cut, cut those guys some slack because they're the ones reaching out to us. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, um, right now, uh, what I can tell you is that I'll be playing more Metal Gear online. I'll be on this Thursday on Xbox One. If you want to catch it, that is twitch.tv slash under the cardboard box, all one word. So I'll be there. I'll be playing with you guys. I'll be on at 9 p.m. So uh, 9 p.m. I'll be on playing with you guys. Um, also, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at under the cardboard box at gmail.com or follow us at UCB podcast on Twitter. So uh, from everyone here on um, under the cardboard box, I thank you for listening. Uh, this has been great. We will continue giving you more content. Um, like I said before, it's been just hard with the transitions and everything that has been happening in my life, particularly. Uh, but I'm going to continue my best to Uh, reach out to you guys and if you have any questions comments or concerns let us know um i'll definitely be responding to them and thank you for listening guys yo later